right? So you want to do all your paperwork. And, but the big thing that you should be more interested in is, is when you call, do they offer any grants? Mm -hmm. Do they offer any credits? Do they have any rebates? You know, how's this going to affect your taxes? Well, they um, require some bribes, but yeah. Uh, hey, you know, bribery is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> You said that. You said that a little bit seriously. That was funny. I was sort of kidding, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I know. Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Comfrey and elderberries are now available at GrowNutTrees.com. So comfrey crowns and root cuttings used as companion plants in fruit tea guilds, chop and drop for mulch, mix with water for fertilizer, or turbocharge your compost pile. And elderberry cuttings, you just take a stick and you poke the stick into the ground and it takes off. It's the wildwood variety of elderberry and it's adapted to the Midwest. That's at GrowNutTrees.com. Welcome back to Thriving the Future. In this episode, this is part two of a series on solar energy. So my friend Steve gives an overview on solar energy, what questions you should be asking yourself, and the considerations and pitfalls as you plan for your solar energy needs. Let's jump into the episode. So you've done the energy audit. We'll have the, uh, the list and the download in there. What's the, what's the next step? You know, we, we went through and we analyzed our environment. Mm -hmm. We analyzed our own habits. Not only our habits, but our family's habits. And then we looked at our residents. Okay, we got all this information, we have all this data, and now we have to create a plan, right? Mm -hmm. Are we designing for solar? So we're gonna say, okay, looking at solar, where are we gonna put it? Mm -hmm. Are we gonna put it on the house? Does it need to be off the house? Do we need to create its own structure? What's we, the uh, what's the pro and con? Well, really, we need to say okay. If you're going to put it on your house, you're going to be messing with your roof. Mm -hmm. If you're going to mess with your roof, you need to talk to your insurance company first, mm -hmm. right? Because if your roof, your your shingles, you put solars up up there on your roof, you might void your warranty on your roof. Mm. You don't want to do that. Interesting. Okay. Um. On the other hand, you know, where are the trees? You know, because just because you have solar there, if you have plenty of trees around you, you may have to start cutting trees down. And then the question is, does your roof face south? Does it face the sun? Mm -hmm. How much energy by per put? If you have a roof that's flat, you may have to put more structure on it to support those panels. Right. Well, maybe it's better if you take that structure and put it on the ground instead of cutting trees down. Hmm. So we're going to start looking at shadows. Um, we're going to start looking at your pitchier roof. You, you need to start talking to your insurance company because they're going to pay, going to be the biggest influence. Right. You know, the city isn't going to get involved. As long as they get their cut and as long as it passes inspection, the city don't care. Plus, if you have a roof that's like 10 years old or something... You know, you may have only five, ten years of life, air quotes, left in it, right? Right. So if you got to replace your roof in five years, maybe you need to replace your roof first and, you know, have your roofing guys talk to your solar guys to see, 
maybe when the new roof is put out, they can put the supports on it for the solar so it doesn't void a warranty. Mm -hmm. If that needs to happen. Sure. And then also don't force it. Like you, you said, you have you have one of your roofs face the southeast, right? So Yeah. So some things you just gotta accept the way they are. Your limitations help create what you're building. Sure. You need to build into your lim limitations. You you gotta use that weakness as a strength sometimes mm -hmm. and just kinda go with it. Yeah, I saw a house over in Topeka along the interstate that uh for some reason, they put solar on the north side of the roof. I'm just like <laughs> shaking my head. See, so that specific story, okay, that could be a thing where the inverter needs 32 panels. They could only fit 28 panels on that south-facing roof, and they said, what are we going to do with these other four? They have to be in this array. Mm -hmm. And so they put it on the north or east facing roof okay. just so they would be in the array yeah because that's how the engineer specced it mm -hmm. okay so the next question is if you can't build on your house where else are you gonna put it in the garage the yard I, I'm repeating myself, aren't I? No. Okay. Um, I repeat myself all the time. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> we're done with our house roof. Maybe it might fit on a garage, a chicken coop, a shed. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just need the question of am I, what is my sizing? Do I want to supplement my bill? Maybe I just need a well pump. Maybe I just need it for this, right? If you could have it as an emergency system where you use it for a transfer. So then you just need to charge your batteries for when the grid temporarily goes down. Mm -hmm. So we need to size it appropriately, mm -hmm. right? So if we're going to size it, you need to determine after your energy audit, this is how many watts I need flat. I've reduced my energy load, right? This is how many amps hours I need. That, that's your battery size, amp hours. Mm -hmm. That's how they're rated. Okay, so now I need 42 panels. Well, 42 panels is about 12,000 watts. Um, where am I going to put 42 panels? Maybe you put them on the front of your south roof and those other four on your north roof. Yeah, Just how big so are the work. panels? <clears throat> for 42 panels i mean how big uh how big are each panel as it depends mm -hmm. depends on the manufacturer mm. right you get into your 280 watt panels yeah they're going to be smaller than your 450 watt 420 watt power 420 watt panels right all right so are we sizing for the roof because we want to partially do it or do we want to size for our use and then we need more roof Right, so then you build for more roof, or hopefully it takes up roof. So you want the entire size. You know, it might be easier to trench a pipe out to the middle of a hay field. Mm -hmm. You know, put up your stands, and if you're going to put stands up, don't lay them on the ground. Raise them up in the air. 
you know, because maybe later you want livestock or your livestock is already there or you want to mow around it because you don't want the grass to grow up around it. So if you're going to put it in the middle of a field somewhere, put it up on a pole up high where it's minimum eight foot high, Hmm. right? Because then you could drive a truck under it. Sure. Right? And a cow's not going to knock into it. And if a cow does got it, get into it, we got big problems anyway. Yeah. But you really want to say, okay, you're going to start with a line diagram. Your utility is going to want a line diagram. That if your grid tied, they're going to say, okay, thank you for your $400 for your application. We need you to submit specs on the panels you're going to use, your inverters you're going to use, and then we need the line diagram from your meter all the way to your panels. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have a sample here. This is how this is my house and mm-hmm. how it's done. So it shows the meter can. It shows your main panel. It shows your solar array disconnect because the utility has to have access to turn it off. Right. In case the grid goes down. And then from that disconnect, which is outside, it goes to the inverter, and that inverter is hooked up to your solar array. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's get into some definitions. You have your disconnect. A disconnect is an, a main on-off switch. Mm-hmm. That goes to your inverter. Your inverter is a rectifier. That rectifier changes your DC power of your solar panels into an AC waveform. Right. Right? From the inverter, you get your panel from strings. A string is a series of solar panels. Multiple strings create the entire array. Very important Mm -hmm. to know all these terms. In 10 years, it won't matter what they mean to you or me because it's up and running. Mm -hmm. But to be able to talk to your city inspector, possibly, your utility inspector, your engineer, if you're going to have one, and maybe your installer. Right. So you know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So that you can communicate with them. But if you're going to do it yourself, you know, the utility, I did mine myself. Utility understood exactly what I was doing. But they are going to want a line diagram. Yeah. They want information. So we're putting a plan together. And you have 27, pan- 27 305 watt panels on this diagram, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The question is on-grid, off-grid. Hybrid or retrofit? Now, with my system that I'm doing on my house, it's a on-grid system, which will eventually be retrofitted into a hybrid AC-coupled on-grid system. Mm-hmm. So then, if the utility goes down, I will still have power. But right now, it's just a on-grid system. But you don't have batteries, so... I have no batteries. Right, no batteries. A hybrid inverter has almost everything you need almost everything you need where you can connect batteries to it. Okay. So you're on the grid, you don't have batteries, but you've got a hybrid inverter where you could add batteries later, right? Um, So I have a on-grid inverter. It's grid coupled. Okay. And eventually, probably within a year or two, I will have a hybrid inverter Mm -hmm. 
which will be a, which will be able to create its own wave sign. Hmm. So then, if I need to, if the grid goes down, I can use it to generate power. Okay. So we know we're we're going to put the panels right. Mm-hmm. Next thing you need to do is size your panel. Okay. How are we going to get back to the utility? We're going to need a breaker, and we're going to need some pipe and some wire going out to your inverter. Sure. So do you need to dig a trench? Right. And the uh, inverter is near the panels, not in the garage. It's nearer to the panels than it is to the breaker, disconnect, whatever. Right. We would like our inverter to be in the same building that our panels are at. Mm-hmm. So if your panels are outside, you want an outside NEMA 4 rated inverter. Got it. Right? But if your panels are on the roof of your house, we want your inverter probably next to your panel downstairs or close to it. Okay. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Your disconnect will still be outside because right. it has to be accessible. The big word is accessible and within line of sight of the utility meter. Sure. So... But if you have to dig a trench to wherever you're going, um, you'll want to know if anything's in the way, whether it be a water line, a coax cable. Mm-hmm. I don't think a phone line really applies to anybody anymore. <laughs> but uh, well, it does in some places where they have uh, DSL or whatever. And then the next question is going to be, are we going to install batteries? Mm-hmm. Batteries are always a big thing. Sure. Um, and, and you can do batteries a couple different ways. The easiest way that I've seen is using a hybrid situation if you're going to be tied to the grid. Otherwise, you're using you're totally off-grid and using batteries. And, and there's many different types of batteries. Um, I, I think the Life PO4 is pretty much the big one that's being used right now, the, the mm-hmm. lithium-ion. I mean, you have lead-acid and nickel-cadmium. And nickel iron. I'm not sure if anyone uses those. I'm sure people do. If you want to invest in batteries, that that should be an entirely different. I haven't spent a lot of time yeah. getting into batteries yet. So, but you need to size your batteries appropriately. The longer the amount of time you want your electricity to last in your house, the more batteries you have to have, or the more sun you have to have. Mm-hmm. Or you can use a combo of windmill and solar where it produces more constant power. Now that we kind of have a plan, right? Sure. We have what solar panels we're going to buy, the inverter, where it's going, do we need to cut trees down? Our, our next question before we go out and buy anything is we need to contact the bureaucracy and see what we need to rules we need to follow before we even turn a tap yeah um because if you start on a solar array project and your city doesn't allow it yeah well i can't help you (laughs) move it's gonna be messy (laughs) right so you want to do all your paperwork and but the big thing that you should be more interested is is when you call do they offer any grants Mm -hmm. do they offer any credits do they have any rebates? You know, how is this going to affect your taxes? Well, they um, require some bribes, but, yeah. Uh, hey, you know, bribery is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ew.
<laughs> you said that. You said that a little bit seriously. That was funny. I was sort of kidding, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so the, the the big thing is your taxes. They changed the rules. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what I said back in July when we did this workshop, mm-hmm. but they passed a bill, and that now they've extended this uh, solar law bullshit. I heard until 2037. What's the law include? It tax rebates. Ta- the tax rebates, yeah. Uh-huh. So they've extended the tax rebates. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you more than that. Uh, because I don't know. I could call my tax person and they'd have to dig into it. Yeah. But, you know, a rebate's a rebate. Mm-hmm. That just means more money put in your pocket. So we've contacted the government. Now we're going to contact the utility if we're going to go on grid. They could also offer you grants, credits, and rebates, right? But the most important thing is you want to see what their rules are. And you want to actually talk to somebody who knows what's going on. Right, you, emails are great, but you want to talk to somebody. So, you contact the utility regarding becoming a quote unquote generation station because mm. you are now going to be generating electricity. The utility is going to have to approve all your equipment, so that's why you need a copy of all your UL listed information regarding your panels, your inverter, you know any safety requirements and you're definitely want they you are definitely want going to want to know if you where your disconnect needs to be right. for utility shut off mm-hmm. and what they require as per quote unquote preventing backfeeding all right so we've analyzed everything that we we would like to accomplish we've created a plan now we're going to design it what is included in a design you need to, once you got all your rules from your bureaucracy, we're going to start laying things out. Are we going off-grid? Are we going hybrid? Are we going to have a mix? Are you installing only solar? Or are you going to be putting in hydroelectric because you have a creek in the backyard? Wind turbines, necessarily maybe electric generators. Are you going to have more than one inverter, right? Because just because I have one inverter... Maybe you have microinverters. Mm-hmm. So now you have 27 panels, but you have 27 microinverters because it was just maybe they were on sale. Your structures, you're going to want to put a structure together and you're going to want to build everything on paper. We're designing everything out, you know. Yeah, this isn't the fly by the seat of your pants thing. Oh, no. We are going to want here in Kansas, you want your. Was it the optimum angle was like 37 degrees or 45 degrees? It is something silly. Yeah, you said 39 degrees. 39 degrees. You know, you're going to get roof measurements. You're going to lay everything out. And the important, when you start doing construction, it's a matter of, okay, we have a line diagram. And then after that, we have to have a time diagram of this new... We need to build the uh, structure first. Mm-hmm. And once we have the structure up, do we need to run a pipe? You know, okay, so piping you, first. Yeah, so you basically have, you have a project timeline. Mm-hmm. So you have a project timeline of, I have to get these wires to the inverter. How am I getting there? Mm-hmm. Because if you start putting your solar panels up, but you're going to have to take them down because you're going to have to wire everything. 
Right. So you're going to want to go, okay, I need to do this first, then this, then this. You want to start doing your infrastructure first. Hmm. So do all your underground. Underground's always first. If you have any underground, running pipe, pulling wire, building your structure. Once your structure's up, okay, we have all the wires ready. Now we can start laying our panels down, but as we lay our panels down, we're going to have to identify the wires because they're going to go in a specific order. Right. If you have one string that is 700 volts DC and another string that is 350 volts DC and you're plugging it into your inverter, you're going to set fire to your inverter mm -hmm. because you have a 350 volt potential different. So you you got to be aware of how you're putting all this together. So you need to lay out your wiring for your strings. Get everything labeled. Mm -hmm. Label Labeling is very important. After that, it's just a matter of building your plan. And make sure you leave slack in there for the government and the utility to take extra long time and not to get past the first time, right? Yeah, I wouldn't expect to pass the first time. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> So, you got to understand. They got to penalize you if you did it yourself, too, right? Right. There are great books out there, mm -hmm. right? One thing we did not talk about the utility will come up to you and go, Where's your ground rod at? You're required to have a number four ground rod for a 7,000 watt inverter. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about that in yeah, this. Right. You, you have to know that. Yeah. We have, right? a, we have a ground rod on our uh, little our fence solar panel charger thing. Mm hmm. So, it's just those small details. They can get past you real quick. Mm -hmm. So find out if you need to have any of that in pipe, what type of wire you might need. Mm -hmm. Size it adequately. Home Depot's, I'm not going to say the best place to use. A contractor's going to be, you know, the best place to use. Sure. But if you're going to do it yourself, watch 100 videos on YouTube. I, I say a hundred videos like it's nothing. I've I have watched a hundred videos. Right. <laughs> and this is the thing: when people uh, get hooked up to the grid, they're selling a part back to the to the electric company. But there's a sell by ratio, right? Where they sell you power if you go over. You know, if you're using power like I don't have solar, so they're selling me power at what'd you say, twelve kilowatts in Kansas? So, so yes and no, really. So their free state co-op, which yeah. is both of our electrical co-ops, sure, sure. has two different ways. Mm -hmm. One is net metering. Okay. Okay. And net metering is even. Mm -hmm. Right? So if they sell you at 12 cents, you're consuming power. Right? So you're out there. You're consuming more power than you're producing. You're buying it for 12 cents. Okay. But then if I'm producing so much solar that I'm not using all of it, and I'm putting it back onto the grid, essentially they're buying it for 12 cents. However, I will never make any money on that. So I can make my bill to zero, and then right after that, they won't cut me a check. It's even. We're square. That's right. all it is. Well, so I thought you said that they would buy it back for, that the ratio was like four to one, and they were buying it back for three or four cents. So that's the other system. So that's where a lot of oh, the... Oh, you're talking about the first one was net metering. That's the example you used just now. Right. right. Okay. Right. The the other system that they use is the... the I'm not only a producer, mm -hmm. right? I'm also a consumer. Okay. Right? Any power plant is just like that. 
So when you're working at a plant out there, they have outgoing transformers that their turbine, their generator supplies to the grid. Mm -hmm. But all the power that they use, they have a substation coming in that's going to power all their pumps, right. going to power all their lights, that's mm -hmm. going to power all their control rooms, yeah. you know, so that they can stay online while their turbine is down. Right? Yeah, okay. So, you, so how would that work with, uh, you know, if you weren't on net metering in your solar, right? All right. So what will happen then is the only time you're going to make money unless you got your energy use way down, way down, is if you have a 25,000 watt system. Mm -hmm. So you do consults, but you don't do the installs or anything like that, right? Right, so I'll, I'll consult, I'll help you do a home energy audit, right? I can help figure out in your house how to reduce energy, mm -hmm. whether it's automation, uh, whether it's LED lights, what is the fastest return of investment, and I'm an electrician. Maybe it's something where it's like, you probably just need more insulation. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm right. I'm here to help you figure out how to reduce your energy costs. Sure. And if you need solar. And so, I can recommend plenty of solar installers for you. Okay. So you have a 7,000 watt system. And you said that you need like a 20,000 watt system. Is that what you said? Uh, 16,000 watts is what I remember. Right. So you don't have any net left over after you... I mean, you don't have any excess on an average day, right? No. Mm -hmm. I have nothing. Mm -hmm. okay. So, I some people design their system for their energy needs. Right. And I designed my system for my roof size because mm -hmm. I maxed out. I put all, as many panels as I could on my roof. Yeah. So, because that's what I had. Mm -hmm. And now I have my chicken coop, which I'm going to add more panels to. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I still won't have enough roof. Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to the Thrive in the Future podcast. If you like what you hear, click that subscribe or follow button in your favorite podcast app. Check us out at thriveinthefuture.com and also follow us on social media at thriveinthefuture on Twitter and at thriveinthefuture on Instagram. And come and join our Telegram community by going to signup.thrivingthefuture.com. There's entry form there. It will send you an email with the Telegram community link. Next time on Thrive in the Future podcast. Next week on Thrive in the Future podcast, Perpin's back on. Maybe you've heard people talk and say, oh, they're just NPCs. So what does that mean? What's an NPC? We talk about simulation theory. We talk about pitfalls of buying into that worldview and steps to avoid that mindset. Next week on Thrive in the Future podcast.